Let's hear the scripture for the morning, which is Psalm 19. We'll read it in its entirety. The heavens are telling the glory of God, and the firmament proclaims God's craftsmanship. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Yet their voice goes out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In the heavens, God has made a home for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom from his wedding canopy, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit is to the end of them. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The command of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. But who can detect their errors? Clear me from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from the insolent. Don't let them have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Hear what the Spirit is saying through the scriptures. Thanks be to God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him. Here 
reconnected and revived to the world especially yeah. as you and I have been preaching through screens for a year now officially and yeah. you know so often because this is a very word heavy interaction we don't get to do silence like we usually would in our church right in this place mm -hmm. to yeah. be able to connect to that psalm and hear that psalm just it feels like a little bit of revitalizing of some of the ways in which we gather together so i'm glad that i got to read it out loud um yeah. i'm i'm curious about how it makes you feel well i uh i love it as well um as a person who loves words and who has been accused from time to time of being rather verbose and talky-talky. Uh, I love that this, uh, this particular passage both affirms that yeah. and also checks that a bit. You know, I, right away I notice 
that uh, when it, it, it talks about the heavens and creation proclaiming God's craftsmanship. And, and I love that 19.3 says, there's no speech and no words, their voice is not heard, yet their voice goes throughout the earth. There are no words and yet the proclamation is huge. Yeah. And it reminds me of uh, lately as part of my Lenten practice, uh, I've been taking walks in the morning, sometimes with Amy, most of the time with Amy actually, um, but sometimes by myself. And just this morning, I was by myself. Amy wasn't feeling up to it. So I went out and it's a beautiful day. And it was, um, I get started about 6 a.m. And so the sun was just coming up. It was coming up behind Mount Hood and all the colors of the sky were out there. And it's yeah. happened before when Amy and I have been on the walk and there are purples and pink and blue and just, it's, it's truly majestic and beautiful. It makes, we just stop. And uh, I thought about taking, I took my AirPods out this morning and I thought about taking a picture and then I thought, it's never gonna match what I'm seeing right now. There's no point in trying to take a picture. And so I just, I just stood there and looked and I genuinely felt a sense of awe and felt like, of course, the God of the universe is, is real and huge and, and being proclaimed by the very creation. Um, I, I sense that I experience God in that way. And we, so we move from that, from basically this idea of, uh, yeah, yeah I, I was reminded of, we were talking about this before we started recording, I was reminded of the, the quote that's often attributed to St. Francis, you know, um, preach the gospel always, when necessary, use words, right? I was reminded of that, that it, it, it doesn't necessarily take words to proclaim the goodness of God. There's so much more. God is so much. It's that he's, God is vast beyond our words. Mm. And then we have this pivot, right? In verse seven, the law of the Lord is perfect. The decrees of the Lord are sure. The precepts of the Lord, the commandments of the Lord, the ordinance of the Lord, all of these are the words. And it's like they're, they are, they revive the soul. They're sweet, they're clear, they're enduring, they're pure, they're beautiful. So there is, we can't dismiss verbiage. We can't dismiss words and, and a conversation about God. And what that made me think of is, yeah, it's been a year since we've been doing this, um, this screen preaching. And I think only twice, I think only twice during the year have we strayed from this format of either speaking with each other or speaking with someone else. We tried it by ourselves and we're like, this is weird. I don't wanna do this. I want to have the conversation. And I, I'm reminded of how this is, I look forward to this so much, getting to talk about God. I love, love speaking um, theologically. I love being challenged. I love uh, being heard. I love all of that. And so the words are important. And yet, and I'm going on for a little bit because I want to hear what you have to say, but let me finish up my thought here. Uh, and yet, at the end, we, we read this prayer, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you. It's almost as if the psalmist is saying, I, I, I can come up with words. 
fact, I'm, I'm writing this poem right now, but I only pray that it's pleasing to you because ultimately I can't define you. I can't describe you as good as, as good as my theology may be, Jules. I'm gonna tell you right now, it doesn't come close to nailing the greatness of God. <laughs> it's not even close. And even my favorite theologians who I'm like, oh my goodness, this person totally gets God not even close yeah. because God's greatness and is beyond comprehension and beyond words. So all we have is this plea to the source of all thought and all words. Please let the words of my mouth and my meditation in my heart be acceptable to you. You are my rock. You are my redeemer. You are where all of this comes from. Mm. I think it's important. Uh, there's a reason why we, pre we pray this before we preach, right? Um, every week, every week, and and quite frankly, I'll say this, and then, then it's your turn. Uh, I kind of wish that not just preachers, but that everyone would meditate on these words mm. before they wanted to say something about God, especially say something about God to someone else who's who's inquiring, yes. or questioning. To, to really have some self-examination before we try to speak with some degree of confidence about God. Wow. Does that make sense? That is beautiful. It, it points toward the, all of what you just said, you know, God as Mount Hood. I mean, there are traditions in the world that, <laughs> that honor Mount Hood as the embodiment of yeah. God. Why right? East? Um, why East? Yeah. yeah. And we, um, and, and this psalm refers to communities that worship the sun that way. And I think that there's so much beauty in what you're saying around just humility. When we are able to take a step back, like you did on your, you do on your walk, or like we do when we're, hopefully when we're about to have a conversation about this mysterious reality that we find ourselves in. What, what this psalm points to for me is have humility. Stand carefully in that space. Don't be hesitant in it, but be right. humble. And all of the things you just said point toward that humility for me in a way that I hadn't really thought about before. It, 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 in my mind, it points toward uh, some of the words that that Paul shared with us in his letters. In which, you know, and of course I'll paraphrase because I have, I do not have the section of the scripture memorized, but I, in my head, he always says, you know, those things that I want to do and I don't do, yeah. and then all the things that I do and I, I, I sure shouldn't do those, um, that, that ability to say like, even I, Paul, I'm not going to get it right. Yeah. I'm not going to get this right. And so I need to be really aware of my own my own self in this. And uh, this Psalm seems to point to that so much, like from creation, like you're, you're in that creation and God made that and it is incredible mm -hmm. and awe-inspiring and mysterious and we don't understand how it works. So be humble. And all of these laws and precepts and ordinances, you're never going to get them all right. Be humble. Yeah. And then to be able to stand just like in that very small space and say, even the thoughts that I have about this, I need to be humble, is mm. so beautifully um, 
centering and grounding for me as I think about these words, especially since I think about the things that are brought up in this Psalm, like God has these laws, like, let's say it like in a really rough and I would say not very healthy way. God has these rules that you're supposed to follow and you are never going to be able to follow them all. Mm -hmm. Uh, You will fail. You will not be a success at this. You cannot do it right. And okay. And, and for us to feel like that pressure, I think a lot of us, especially folks that, um, haven't been walking this journey very long or have not had the opportunity to wrestle very long with, you know, what does it mean to be Christian? We'll feel that pressure. Oh my God, I have to perform this and I'll never do it right. And then on the other side, you have our prayers to God, which feel like, you know, like the Psalm, like they go nowhere. Like I'm never going to be able to reach this Mm. entity. Right. And so there's like this crossing of, um, communication that feels like it never meets anywhere and then in this psalm the psalmist is like no 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 actually just be humble just just Mm -hmm. remember that it's you're never gonna get it right it's always gonna feel a little uncertain and that to me in a year of uncertainty or a year of revealing the uncertainty we always should have been feeling uh it was always there uh, but is just now illuminated feels incredibly centering to me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everything is, it's okay. It's going to be okay. And I won't understand and I won't be good at it and I'll probably make mistakes. But if I end with, if I end my thoughts or I end my work or I end my day with may what I tried to do, the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be enough, then we'll be fine. Does that yeah. fit with what you were pointing towards? Totally, totally. And, and, and I think that's even, a, um, uh, there's a word of hope in that as well. Because I think that so often when we think, I, I don't know all the, like, I, I don't memorize that. Like you even said, I don't have the scriptures, this part of scripture memorized. And there are some for whom they're like, they, that would really be paralyzing. Oh no, I don't remember that uh, all of Romans 7. I, I don't remember that whole passage. I can't quote that. Uh, and I, I don't know a lot of scripture in some, I haven't even read, I mean, yeah. read that book, that, that would be paralyzing. Yeah. And so maybe I missed something that God said. And so God might be mad or, or I, I, I'm missing out on access to God because I missed this thing. Yeah. And the, the hope that is given when it says, no, 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 no. Oh. Um, that first of all, not the only way to experience God. There's right. hope that you can, you you can and you do, whether you know or not, you do experience God regularly outside of those things. You don't have to claim, cling to just those things. And at the same time, those things are beautiful. These, these laws, these precepts, they're, they're good. They are good. You don't have to have them perfect because they're good in and of themselves. You didn't have to quote Romans 7 perfectly according to the new revised standard version (laughs) you didn't have to do that because the essence of those words is in your heart and you know it and therefore you can talk about it with with humility but also with some degree of confidence that you know that this is the way that you've experienced and that you know god i think that there's that's that's a hopeful word it 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 is hopeful but there's so much good news in 
you know, it's enough to try to understand God. That is enough of the work to try to understand and to not, and I think this is the trick. I think this is actually where this Psalm like really gets me to not try to understand God and then impose that version of understanding on other people that in fact, everyone gets to have this experience of walking outside and seeing creation and experiencing God in one way or another way because they're standing, you know, like I grew up, my family are river people. I, I see creation through the eyes of sitting one foot above the waterline in a canoe, soaking wet at 5am while fishing. Mm -hmm. Uh, other people would be like, that is not how I understand God. God is like me. I I walk and I see Mount Hood or I'm at the Pacific ocean Mm -hmm. and I see God there too. But in my heart, when I'm like at home in myself and in my family, it's when I can identify the tree leaves in the, by the Huron river. Right. And and to Mm. be able to not dismiss those and I'm not saying like nature is the way to see God I'm saying like that's one very specific and unique way that I can access the holy and for me to say the only way for somebody to access the holy is like that is wrong yeah oh my goodness it's (laughs) absolutely and also uh what you were just saying that I love what you said about not try to impose onto others. I think this is a mistake that preachers so often make. And it's often because I think we were, at least I was trained somewhat to do that, to have in mind how you want this word to land. What do you want people's response to be to this message you're about to give? When the reality is, and I think you've experienced this as well, you can't be responsible for that especially that's why we pray let the let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable to you oh lord please god and let this land in a way that is acceptable to you because how many times have we had the experience where people have come up and said how they were impacted by a sermon you're like or a i message, don't even remember like, saying that I, and how did you get that from what i yeah. said Right. right, but that's, but to try to say, oh well, that wasn't what I was trying to do, or to try to say, people, this is what you should get from these words, or this is what you should get yeah. from this text is is even um, there's there's uh, there's such a lack of humility, yeah. and and it's this is what it's it's a confidence that's creepy to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, so I, I I love the idea of, of, of when we speak of God when we preach about God, when we talk about God, to come from that place and to not try to impose, I think is, is significant and freeing. Very for both the people, the person talking, there's a person talking and the people who listen. Because the, the people who are sitting there listening to, listening to you and I right now can feel the freedom and be like, okay, no. <laughs> Yeah. Or to find something meaningful in this this conversation that we get to have every week. I think a great example of what you just said is how different people connect to different stories about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Same 
incarnational presence of the living God on earth. Mm-hmm. Different ways of being in the, I think, integrated very well. But like, you know, when when I, you're attracted to the prodigal son story. I know I've heard that from you over the years, that that story just has mm-hmm. so much resonance for you. And for me, it's the story in Luke of the woman searching for the coins in her house that brings me to tears every time the idea that god would look for us in that way Mm -hmm. those stories are about the same thing Mm -hmm. but for different reasons they get us right yeah and and for this psalm to call out that man not only is is our different way of thinking about god or needing god acceptable and hopefully it'll be acceptable and god help us be acceptable um also god is reaching into us from a lot of different directions and that those are all ways that we can access the divine and the holy and as we i mean this is what's hopeful for me as we head toward good friday which is uh, holy week is such an emotional week for me i take it so seriously and i think about that walk that jesus took to the cross and um and the emotions that he must have been feeling. And, and frankly, I assume doubt uh, be, just because I know he was fully human as well. Mm-hmm. To be able to imagine that even all of those ways of wrestling with or having conversation with or experiencing God are good or acceptable and that God is reaching in through all of those moments of suffering as well is it in this year, I, I hope that that is, I hope that my assessment of how God works in the world is accurate in that. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that that is absolutely the case. That is absolutely the case. Yeah. Yeah. And we want, we want people to be able to approach God from all the angles. Yeah. 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 And ultimately that's what Lent's about, right? I think Lent is about tuning in. Uh, but if somebody prescribes a way for you to like, this is the way you tune into God during the season of Lent, you give up chocolate. Like <laughs> that's 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 not the point. The point is to lean into those ways. You know, if you were if you still lived back near the Huron the Huron River, she was I'd be like, I think your Lenten practice should be being in a boat at five in the morning, right? Exactly. I mean, that's it's it's tuning in and finding those places um, and, and leaning into those spaces that you uh, to experience, to connect with the divine. And I think that that might be the question we want to ask people this week is as mm-hmm. one thing comes to mind is how would your conversations about God change if you prayed through this Psalm and especially the last verse of this Psalm before you had those conversations? What would be different for you if you did that? Andy, I think that challenge is really important for all of us to take that perspective. I, I need to think about that for myself. And the, and the other question that I have is, what is the practice maybe related to what you and I talked about just now that will uniquely open the door for you to accessing God in a different way or in a new way? Um, mm. What does that look like? How can we get creative about it so that we're not just bound by the usual suspects and we can open up a little bit wider? So I want to hear about that from people and where they are. Do you have any other it. questions you're curious about? Those are the ones that come Those are, those are perfect. Those are perfect. I, uh, 
I want to end our time before you get to sing the benediction. There's this uh, beautiful poem that you came across that is a retelling of Psalm uh, 19. Uh, so I want to read this. And Sylvia Purdy, yeah. The universe shouts your word. What language do stars speak? Words of vast emptiness and infinite distance, words of brilliant light and constant explosion, whirling words, ancient words, alien words. Around one word we spin, the sun, light of our world, cruising in glory across the sky, colors all things and warms all things. Around God's word we gather the sun, light of the world. His way finds the lost, his truth opens blind eyes, his life conquers death, his bread feeds our hunger, his spirit fills hearts with joy, his desire burns away greed, his touch is sweeter than honey. May our lives shout your word in all we say, in all we do, out in the open or hidden in the dark. May our lives sing your word in the secrets of our soul, in trouble, in shame, in confidence. Shine brightly, Lord, and hold us in your orbit. Amen. Mm. Amen, indeed. All right, friends, let's sing ourselves out into the world in the ways that we can, whether that's through prayer or service. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make God's face to shine upon you and be gracious, gracious, gracious to you. The Lord lift up God's countenance upon you and give you, give you, give you peace. Amen. Bye, friends. Love you. <laughs>